Welcome to the OMF Podcast. Today is October 12th, 2020. You can find us at omfpodcast.com. Subscribe, download, and hit us with the five stars. Hey, y'all, remember what you're about to hear are just words. Uh, we ask you to keep in mind that words are simply noises we make with our mouth and that your safety is at no risk. If you feel any discomfort, it's probably just your mind being challenged a little bit and try not being a sorry son of a bitch. As always, I'm LB. I'm Pocket Ranch. And we have a special guest of Irisha Taylor. Irisha. <laughs> really just Irish. <laughs> Irish, can you say hi to everybody? Hello, everybody. So um, say hi less enthusiastically, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you just hit that mic. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Um, so I- Irish is our left wing hipster friend, right? You could say that. Oh, you're owning a hipster? That's, I, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't own the hipster part, but you know, left wing. What were you doing out in LB's neighborhood earlier? I was doing a beer trade. What does that mean? Like just, what is it? What, what's a beer trade? Yeah. So, you know, there's beers, they're delicious and I trade them with other people. Like Coors Light? You know, I uh, no, <laughs> no, no. What kind of beers? Oh, let's see. Uh, fruited sours. Oh so, so gay, dude. Yeah. Yeah. When I, <laughs> when I say it. It sounds gay. <laughs> <laughs> you drove. You drove about thirty minutes to swap your fruited sours with another yeah, man. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, he showed me his RV that he just bought. <laughs> was it? A, was he going to go live in it? I, I don't know if that makes it any better. <laughs> in fact, I think it makes it worse. Yeah, it does. Did you know him before this? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay, I was just curious because yeah. what kind of guy you just drove to do his house and they start showing you his RV. <laughs> Well, actually, it was his parents' house. Okay. So I don't know. Of I don't course, know if that makes, it was. I don't know if that makes <laughs> that makes it worse, doesn't it? Um. Yeah. So I drove out to his parents' house. He's uh he's currently unemployed. Yeah. Uh, That's not fun. Yeah. Trump voter. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's a really good question. I think I think he uh he might you know fall in that camp. You're full of shit. You're full of shit. You know that's not true. Everybody loves beer, bro. There's an unemployed Trump voter who's got an RV out in front of his parents' house right now. Yeah, well, he also owns a Tesla. Okay. Yeah, he does. <laughs> How skinny are his jeans? <laughs> I, I, I mean, he's definitely not a husky fit. I mean, I, w- I, would, I would call it like a boot cut. Whatever, man. This is, yeah. So anyways, our left-wing friend here, um, Irish, Irisha Taylor, um, <laughs> big gay left-winger, whatever you want to call him, it's all good. This first thing that we're going with is that Yelp is going to start giving you alerts when businesses are racist or have racist behavior on them. Yeah, so it's really Yelp is going to tell you whenever a business has been accused of racism, right? Yeah, yeah, correct. Hey, Irish, how many businesses do you think are going to be accused of racism? I mean, as a a percentage, I'd, I'd say... Probably twenty two and a half. No way. Yeah, I I'd, think sixty. Oh no! One hundred percent of businesses will be called well, racist. I think you're no. a little obnoxious there, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I like how I'm in the middle. Yeah. of being nice there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think you're overestimating. You know what people will will do. I mean, people love the places that they patronage. You know, they don't. I, I don't expect them to throw everybody under the bus so let's say that you went to a restaurant and you didn't like the service you got and you felt they were rude to you would you at least be a little tempted to go on yelp and say they were racist 
No, I, I mean, but I, I, I'm a, a relatively sound-minded individual. Okay, so think about the people you know. Do you know anyone who would be tempted to go on Yelp and call them racists? No, I, don't. I do. I know a lot of them. You, do you work with the general public? You don't, do you? Nope, I don't. Yeah. You should have an opportunity to mingle with, you know, the average Joe, because I can tell you right now that the second anything gets sideways, instantly, everything is racist. It's systemic racism. And by gosh, whoever's there is racist. Even if they're black, they're going to be a Uncle Tom racist. All right. You just mainly work with HR people, right? Uh, no, I work with mostly small business owners. Yeah. Okay. Just the owners themselves. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not like general public. No, I see barely nobody. I can tell you that the word racism is thrown out like the word the. And I, I'm telling you, so Irish, would you be willing to bet money? Uh, what, what, what amount of money would you be willing to bet that over 50%, if this thing stays in, in uh, effect for at least one year, I will bet that 50% or more of all businesses we can, we just grab an area um, in an urban area. It's got to be in an urban area, but 50% or more will be, have, have been labeled as racist. I, I still would disagree with that. Yeah, I, I think you're, I, th- you I think put some money on it. Yeah, I'd put uh, twenty bucks on it. Let's do it right now. All right, Vir- virtual shake, shake, shake. Yep, yep, shake it, shake it fast. All right, let's let's say uh, what would name that name that area. It shouldn't be any metropolitan areas that are. You know, let's have an agreement, I guess. Yeah. Um. Hey, let's do Chicago. <laughs> okay. So it'd be more like a Columbus or a Can. Um, I'm okay. I'm okay with Chicago. Uh, how how big of a radius in Chicago are we talking? Like five miles? Like from city center? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm good with that. All right. So on October 12th, 2021, uh, Irish is going to owe me 20 bucks, y'all. It's going to be dope. <laughs> it's going to be all... We're going to forget about this whole thing in a year. That's not happening. I'd be willing to bet $100 we never mention this again. You're going to put it in the show notes. That's what you're going to do. I will. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he, he, he is already, he's already written it down on a sticky note and he's going to have it by his Xbox or no, I'm sorry. His, his PC, PC, yeah. super cool. Um, and that's going to remind him. He's going to look at that every day. He's going to be like, oh, you know what? Irish is going to owe me $20. It's true. And he's going to have a countdown for it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true, and I'm going to take that twenty dollars and I'm going to spend it on a box to shit in, and then mail it to you. But I, I guess my question would be: so, <laughs> my question Just would be: buckle up. While while they may be able to, you know, label something that, or, or somebody may be able to claim that, and then the the business automatically gets you know called that, and like the flag gets put up. Um, first of all, we should discuss what what it's going to look like on the actual Yelp page, but um. I guess, would you be able to sort by it? Is it going to become one of the filters? Um, where, I mean, maybe you are maybe you want to go to a racist restaurant. Oh, man, I do. Ooh. You know? I do like to see racism in the wild. Maybe that's something you, you're into. And, you know, can you filter and be like, I only want to see racist businesses. Yeah. Yelp, Yelp did put a, th- a, a showing of what it's going to look like. It's just like a... A red dot with a exclamation mark that says business accused of racist behavior. Basically saying that they were recently accused of being racist. But they're going to continue to admire that. So this may change within six months, you know, depending on how people react to it and what happens with the reviews. Because 
uh, social media and all that stuff kind of fuels a lot of this. Yeah, it looks like there's in 2020, there's been a 133% increase in media fueled incidences mm-hmm. uh, as far as uh, false reviews go. I'm telling you right now, Irish, you're done, buddy. If it's a business and it has an open sign, it's, even if it's not, I'll bet Chick fil A gets called racist on a Sunday. What do you want to bet? I mean, isn't it already? That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Come I, on, Irish. I think, we're, I think we're past that at this point. So Chick fil A is racist? Yeah. Is it? I mean, I know somebody that calls it bigot chicken, so. Well, that's because they were opposed to gay marriage, though. Is it racist, too? No. No. Just just, just bigoted yeah. towards homosexuals. And you know what? At the end of the day, they make great chicken, so I'll still, I'll still support Chick-fil-A. All right. You, that's a step in the right got direction. It, you got it documented right here. I mean, well, I mean, if you, if you look at, you know, Chick-fil-A compared to really any other fast food, there's, there's <laughs> no comparison. Every show we do ends up at Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A and Popeye's. <laughs> That's all that really matters. Uh, you ever have Bojangles? <laughs> People are going to be like sending us gift cards. If this ever gets bigger, they'll be sending us gift cards to Chick-fil-A, Popeye's, and Bojangles. I want to go it's... on record saying I am absolutely a Chick-fil-A person. You can keep that other shit. You can send me all the Popeye's ones. And you know who to send Bojangles to. <laughs> And he needs more. You can send mine in the form of Bojangles to Slash. Yeah, you, you ain't eating at Chick-fil-A anymore, right? No. No, I don't, I don't eat out. Yeah, it's, that's a problem. Will you go back to Chick-fil-A? Uh, yeah, I will. I will whenever, like, if, if I find myself in need of a good chicken sandwich, I will go back to Chick-fil-A. Wait, what do you mean? You're, you're not eating out anymore? Did I miss something? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm dropping. We're all dropping weight here, man. Whoa. Doing, not this guy. Uh, hey now. Not this hey guy. Hey not LB. I, I have been, too. Have you? Yeah. Look at you go. How far are you down? Um, I'm down like 20. Hey. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm down 37. Slash claims to be down 45, but he may just have AIDS. We're not sure. I mean, I thought he already had that, though. Probably. Yeah, but I haven't been eating out. I haven't been... Um, I, don't, I don't eat out, dude. And I haven't had Taco Bell. First of all, I may never go back to Taco Bell. Um, but I haven't had Taco Bell since oh, man. March. I had, I had Taco Bell yesterday. Yeah. Did you have a seven layer burrito? No, no. I, I, I know. I know. You, you know didn't. me. I'm cheap. I stuck to the dollar menu, which is now at dollar 29. Really? <laughs> yeah. They don't have a seven layer burrito anymore. Nope. They get rid of the one thing that I loved most and then followed up with getting rid of the Mexican pizza too. animals. They didn't even know they had a pizza. Spicy potato soft taco was my jam. Also gone. Is it really? That was my jam. Yeah. I, I jammed to that. That's weird. Well, you know, I'm kind of a weird guy. I believe that. It's uh, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. I think it's gonna be, it's gonna start, it's gonna get wild for a little while, and then it's gonna probably calm down. They'll have to probably cut it a little bit. I mean, what are what are some examples you can think of that would cause a business to be considered racist? Any dude, make a customer customer mad. That will equal racism. Don't give them what they want. Racist. Wait, you know? did you did you serve that? Did you not let me cut line? Did you kick me out of line? That won't be the Yelp review. I cut line and then I got yelled at. And this place is racist. It'll be. I was standing in line and they made they put a they put a insert different color person here. These people are racist. Which one time I was in a rough part of town, a very rough part of town, and uh, I had to get gas. Like it was not an option. And so I pulled over at this gas station, and there was a um a uh, Voldemort in line with me. <laughs> And uh, they were, they cut line, dude. They cut line. And there was an Indian dude working the counter, and he goes, no, 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 no. You need to go back there. 
I was okay with it because I felt like I was behind enemy lines. Um, but then it, it wasn't a choice anymore. So I had to like step up and act like I, I was all about it. Um, but I felt real uncomfortable getting back to my uh, vehicle after I left the store. I was like, dude, I don't appreciate you putting me in that awkward situation, sir. Well, I mean, like the Indian guy st- stood up for you, but yeah, this puts you in a weird spot because you're, uh, I'm still trying to figure out what a Voldemort is. Yeah. You, yeah. you just listen to the last podcast. You'll figure it out. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll give it, we'll send it to you and it explains the whole Voldemort situation. All right. That's fair. Um, so this next one is a, what is it? A right wing protester getting shot. Though this is kind of weird to me. It got shot by a security guard of the place that the guy was at. Am I reading that wrong? Um, he allegedly was shot by a security guard of a news crew. Yeah. That was covering the event. So there were two rallies going on. One right wing rally and one left wing rally. Yes. And then somewhere along the way, the right wing guy sprays the security guard with mace yes and then the security guard promptly shoots him in the head at very close range yeah i was i was really confused by this whole thing because it it started out to make it sound like it was uh like black protesters shooting the the guy with the mace and it's very much not that but then it bursts out into other fighting from there do you see so in this article you'll see the guy who shot the the security guard the one that pulled the trigger Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a tattoo on his right wrist. Do you see it? I'm looking. It looks kind of like a Space Invaders character. Yeah, kind of. It's tough to see it, though. Well, did you guys ever see the documentary Don't Fuck With Cats? I did not. No. I did not. No. On Netflix. Yeah. Um, well, it's a, it's a documentary about how a group of people use the internet and social media to track down a murderer. Um, but this is a true story. It's a documentary. Uh, it reminds me of this because it's only been a day or so, a couple of days, I guess. And the internet has tracked this guy down and apparently, sorry, but he has some pretty tight, some snug ties to things like Occupy Wall Street and Antifa movements in the past. Allegedly. Well, that's what they put in the top of the article as well. That he was tied to those. Or at least Antifa. Oh no, Antifa was clashing with him, I see. But he was also, you're saying that he was tied to it. Yeah, they use this tattoo on his arm to identify. I guess he has a um, some sort of apparel store that he runs, and uh, he like it's all it's all associated with left wing situations. Hmm. hmm. But it's not like the tattoo's not the tattoo just tracked him yeah, to yeah, the yeah, other yeah, things. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah, no, because that. he was that tattoo means anything, correct? I okay. don't think it does. No? Yeah, as far as I could tell, the tattoo didn't mean anything. Weird. Now this is all. Uh, you know internet stuff but uh, i tend to believe it because it sure does seem weird for a security guard to catch mace and then shoot somebody in the head that doesn't seem like a natural escalation in my well it looked like the security guy had his gun out already doesn't it yeah it did yeah yeah i think he was eager to shoot somebody in the head well because like the guy with uh mace was arguing with a protester before that no and I don't know if it didn't, from the pictures that they show at the bottom, it doesn't look like it was getting that out of hand, yeah. per se, to where a security guard would be pulling out a, his gun to go shoot the guy. It makes no sense. So, so if, the, if the guy is macing him, is, is it self-defense? Um, the rule is that you have to fear for your life or, or severe bodily injury. 
And if he pulled a gun into at him first, I mean, I would fear for my life. Some random person pulled out a gun and started aiming at you. Yeah, I don't know that that I don't know that the shooter necessarily has the ability to claim fear of life with mace in an outdoor area. Well, no, I th- I think the gun was pulled first, and then the mace was thrown in the guy's face. Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't tell. I mean, it doesn't show the full video. It just shows images, right? Yeah, I saw the video, but it's the 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 video I saw was really far away, and you couldn't really make mm-hmm. shit out. It was shot on that same camera that they used to to show us the police officer riding over that dude's head in a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like somebody has like the worst iPhone. The person with the worst camera is taking video of all the stuff. Oh yeah, there there is Johnny on the spot, but he's got the shittiest camera. He's using that old flip phone trying to get that camera going for sure. Irish, where are you at on this kind of thing, man? I know you're, you're like I say, I expect you to tell me that these right wingers need to die. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't feel that way. I, I think the the interesting thing is that uh, there's a on, on both sides, there's a lot of conclusions jumped to immediately with without any kind of semblance of fact, um, or or really any kind of investigation before you know the news outlets are putting out the the story. So. Um, like for example, I was, I was, uh, on Fox news, uh, yesterday when I saw this and the very first article, all it's, all it's talking about is like an interview with the, uh, some, some relative of the, the guy that, uh, was shot and it was just in- insisting that it was BLM and, and Antifa that shot him. And then the follow-up article on Fox news right after it said that it was, a security guard for a news outlet. So um, it's just interesting that the, the rush to get information out before even really having information is to me, the most troubling aspect of everything. Hey, is it, we haven't talked in a while, right? No, it's been a hot minute. You guys all bailed on me. So <laughs> it's not wrong. Yeah. Well, D- I mean, discord's just smooth. That's the problem. Yeah. You got to get rid of your Xbox and get into the PC life, dude. Um, problem is that new Xbox is so cheap. It is cheap, it. but uh, so we haven't talked really since BLM has jumped off, have we? Not really, no. So, are you? Where are you at on on, on BLM on this this whole thing? Yeah, I I think that uh, it's a good question. I, I mean, I, I guess I'll ask you to be a little bit more specific in your question. Sure. Do you believe in systemic racism? I'd I'd say I believe in uh, systemic prejudice. Yes. Now, I, I what what do you? I guess, I guess for for me there there are instances where I somebody is treated differently purely based off of the the prejudice of an individual. What systems do that? The system in which somebody's not called out by their peers for doing so. Like let's say let's say something in my job happens and I that person will get called out and things will happen because of something that they've done that's wrong. That what do you mean something happens? Like what type of thing? Like 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 in my in my work? Yeah. Uh let's say somebody like uh, I'll give an example. I you know recently found out that there was not an even distribution of leads that somebody uh, one of the sales reps was doing something I uh, not honest and mm-hmm. um that rep uh was written up because of it. Did they do that dishonest thing in a way that negatively impacted someone based on race? No, I'm just I'm I'm so yeah I'm not I'm not I'm not talking about within because that just doesn't 
happen within my group. Happen enough. Yeah. yeah. So you don't believe in systemic racism? Uh, it, it would be difficult for me to speak on it because I, I haven't experienced it myself. Uh, what does racism mean? What's the word racism mean? I Treating and I, I mean, I don't know the, the specific, I'm not Daniel Webster, but um, to, no, to, to, just, to, we're yeah, having a conversation. To, to me, it means treating or thinking of somebody um, differently because of the way that they, they because of the race, because of the, the color of mm-hmm. their skin, because of the, their race. Okay, and then systemic. When you hear systemic, what does that mean to you? It means that there's a culture and a structure surrounding it. So whenever I, I hear systemic, I think of like fixed policies, like a real system, an intentionally designed methodology to execute something. That's, see, that's not, I, I mean, while you're probably, because you're, a more intelligent person than me. That's probably the, the accurate description of what systemic means. But from my, uh, from my interpretation of what, when people are referring to systemic racism, they're, they're talking about an institution in which if somebody is, that's okay. And, and, and cover, not, not just covering up for it, but uh, not even in any way, shape, or form addressing it. So when I've heard people speak about this from the other side, what they generally say is a system of racist, systematic racism um, is any out, any, any system, any, uh, what's the word you just use it institution whose outcomes are not equal across all races. So it's an outcome based thing. Not an, it's, it's about output, not input. Does that make sense? Yes. So do, would you agree with that, that outcomes are the best identifier of equality, not, not um, opportunity? It's either opportunity or outcomes, right? I suppose it could boil, boil down to those two. Um, so which do you think is more important? Like, which one do you think establishes racist intent? Equal opportunity or equal outcome? Um, that's a good question. I, I, I guess I don't know how to answer that. Um, I, 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 yeah, good. Yeah. I was about to say, and you might not have an answer. <laughs> That's cool. I'm interested because I don't, we don't, we don't, like, I don't get to interact with somebody like you, are you going to vote for Biden or Trump? I, I, I Biden. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and so what I'm trying to get down to, uh, the reason I ask these questions is because I'm sincerely trying to understand, uh, you know, I've said this to people and I've said it on this podcast. Um, but whenever I meet somebody, I just said it last week, whenever I see somebody or meet somebody that I, I feel like I can respect. But then I hear that their actions are the exact opposite of what I would expect based on who I know them to be. I always just think, man, they must be really confused. Like maybe they just don't, they haven't like considered this or considered that. Um, it, it, it almost seems impossible to me. And I know this might be a shortcoming, uh, but it almost seems impossible to me to understand how somebody who I think is pretty smart, you, um, can arrive at. Biden is a better option for the country than Trump whenever, I don't know, it just seems like you're such a reasonable dude generally, but then we arrive at two completely different yeah. outcomes. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Um, and uh, But at the same time, I I feel the same way in regards to, I mean, I, I feel logically that Biden is a clear choice. And, and, and it is interesting that because I mean, it, it, a lot of things, a lot of it has to do with the people that you're surrounded by. I'm I'm surrounded by a vast majority of people who hmm. fall into my camp that 
believe logically that there's one clear choice. And, and, and yes, le- it's the left wing around left wing yeah. people. And just, just, I mean, similar hmm. thing to right wing around white right wing people. And as you, as you just said, you aren't surrounded enough by people who feel, you know, that you respect in, of their intelligence yet feel differently about you on, on subjects. So problem is there's only like six people who I respect. Well, okay. Well, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> I, I, I assume that you're, you said this because I fall into that mm-hmm. camp. So if that is the case, Oh, you're 6.3. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. You're, you're, you're seven tenths of the way there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hear what you, I thought about this a lot too lately. Um, how much of your thoughts are you responsible? How many of your thoughts are you responsible for? What percentage of your thoughts are you responsible for? And what percentage of them are just owed strictly to the reality that you have? So like you're saying, all your friends are, are dirty hippies, lazy layabouts mm-hmm. that probably That's, just smoke weed and wear it, hemp clothes. Exactly what I was referring to. <laughs> but um, I don't know uh, a single individual that's like that, though. Nail, nail on <laughs> the head right there. <laughs> you got but, it. Uh, so, but the point is, you're surrounded by a bunch of left wing people, right? Yeah. Um, I wonder, I, I just, I, I wonder what Except would happen. Except for my family. But challenge those ideas a little bit. Have you considered challenging them? I do appreciate that you said you looked at Fox News the other day. That's pretty groundbreaking. I, I, oh, I, every day I look at Fox News and CNN. Cause it, here's the thing is like, yeah, I, I only look at CNN. Oh, um, yeah. So I, I look at both because it, when I do that, I get, um, when I am using social media, I, I, I tend to get dragged down both rabbit holes of both sides because I want to, I want to get a clearer picture of what others are, are thinking and you know what what their what their biases are and and what their uh their drivers are for their opinions see i thought it was interesting of the family thing i i consider that being something about you say that your family is right wing yeah opposed that you're you've now hung around with and now now it's like over there is is more left wing based and my parents are are uh, democratic as well and i wonder if that had something to do with me thinking that way all my life as well curious yeah well i mean you know for me i grew up in you know a more rural county i guess not more rural than than where you are yeah but correct. you know still pretty rural and it, it's obviously a very red county uh historically and you know i i grew up with you know like my my grandfather uh yeah. is is racist and you know i that, yeah, i guess maybe part of the reason that i shifted um, and I made, I, I shifted from right leaning to left leaning right around, I'd say 19, 1920, somewhere around so there. about college. Yeah. About college, yeah. um, age. And, uh, you know, really up until then I was always right leaning mm-hmm. cause that's what I, that's what I grew up with. That's what I was told. That's what I was indoctrined with, um, was that that was the right way to think. And everybody else that thought otherwise, uh, was an idiot, was a, a stupid democrat um and you know just some of the things and the the actions and the the thoughts and some of it's just the comments um that would come out of my uh family you know definitely pushed me in the opposite direction because it just it turned me off to the you know just some of the the ideologies that they they had And and i'll use an example um 
uh, from yesterday. I was I was uh, at my parents' house. I was with uh, uh, my brother was in town and uh, with his wife, and we were sitting down at the uh, you know dining room table after having a lunch, and we were talking about the vice presidential debate. And you know, my my mother said she goes, I was really hoping to like you know Kamala Harris more, uh, but you know that entire thing really turned me off to her. And I go, oh, well, you know, what are you referring to? And she said, well, all of the smirking she did. She goes, I found that to be completely disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And I go, okay, okay, like I can I can see where you're coming from. And I I go, but. You know, frankly, I, I find it difficult when somebody says something that to me I find to be outlandish. I, I find it I find it to be difficult for myself to contain a smirk myself. And it, it essentially this this conversation devolved into, you know, my wife, myself, my brother, his, you know, wife, all trying to understand where my, my, my mother's coming from with some of her things that she's saying. And it boiled down to I asked her, I said, What is worse? outright lying or smirking and she said smirking is worse i find that to be a very interesting statement yeah i think that i didn't i didn't watch the debate but i i had it on actually were we podcasting that day uh no because it was a it was on a thursday right or no wednesday i don't know we must have been playing or something because i had it on and i all i saw was that smirking and i was like she's a smarmy bitch and what i mean by that isn't isn't that you know She's a woman. She's not allowed to disrespect a man. What I mean by it is, nah, it was a smarmy way to act. It, what it what it implied was that she was just she's she's smarter. This guy over here is a dumb dumb. Just back up. I, I've I'm the intelligent person in the room. You're so full of shit. And um, I think that's really a douchey position to take from someone who called their running mate racist like six weeks ago or six months ago. I mean, I I, I don't disagree with that. I. Well, I, um, I, I just, I, I think it's a more of a disservice to the American people to be fed lies. What lies? That everything's fine. That they've done a, a an incredible job with the, um, their, their how, how they handled COVID. You're full of shit right now, right? You're teasing me. I'm not teasing you. You're must. You're motherfucking three percent guy. You don't remember telling us that you were cool with three percent of all Americans dying so long as the economy kept going. But but it didn't. That's true. Oh, wow. So so you're saying that they screwed up because two hundred thousand Americans have died, and the economy is not as good as it could have been. You don't half ass something. Either either. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> if anybody ever wondered who the cold hearted people are, I swear to you, it's the left, man. The the left doesn't feel that way though. That's the thing. That's that's just me. That's just me. Okay. <laughs> that's just me. I think they do. I really think they do. I, th- I don't think they give a shit about people. I think they care about power. And to be honest with you, if if, if lying really upsets you that much, then you better not vote for anybody because they're all a bunch of fucking liars. Unless you think Biden and Kamala Harris are the most honest, virtuous people on earth. I, I, I don't find them to be the most. And, and if, you know, they're not my, they weren't my primary choice. I was not happy with the, the outcome of the primaries. But at the end of the day, I it's another Bertie Sanders. Is that what your vote was? Yeah. No. See what I mean? Pocket. No, I was uh, I was in the boot. Oh, good. Yep. I was in the the as uh, Trump would call it the oh. Buddha judge. Um, the Buddha judge. Yeah, that's right. Buddha I judge remember. Um, All right. I've... But here, I mean, if you 
I struggle to understand how Trump it continues to be appealing. I that that I guess that is that's what I continue to struggle to understand is in a sensible person's mind why is he still the the clear choice for 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 you. All right. Well, I have the least sensible person on earth to answer that question a special special treat for everybody. Uh douche canoe himself the the shittiest of shit dicks just showed up. Slash, let's hear your opinion on why Trump is still the most righteous person to vote for. <laughs> the, uh, the most shittiest of shit dicks. That is probably yep. the best introduction I've had in a while. <clears throat> you give me too much credit, sir. You give me too much credit. <laughs> um, it's not so much that Trump's the most appealing or the best. It's just easy when it's Joe Biden. That's that, That's pretty much where I'm at. Uh, every election, uh, well, this election and the last election that Trump has run, um, he actually wasn't my guy. Um, but I mean, well, this election, he has to be my guy. But, um, you know, real quick, I just just to prove a point, not one Democrat that I know has ever said Joe Biden was their pick during the primaries. Not one. I've had probably at least 100 conversations with different liberals, and every single one had given me a, uh, an array of either Yang, Tulsi Gabbard, or Bernie Sanders. Not once was Biden chosen. <clears throat> I don't know if you want to talk, but you had, uh, you've been talking about this a little bit, too, that you've never heard anybody really excited about Joe Biden, right? No, not at all. Not, there's nothing, but I haven't heard Joe Biden out of anybody's mouth ever. It's weird, right? It is really strange. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's the thing is like if there's enough Biden supporters and then everybody else is kind of split into the fray, kind of gets pushed away. Yeah, I just don't think anybody really gives a shit about Joe Biden. Or maybe that he was just the top person on the ticket and that was the easiest one to press. I think the Democrats don't give a shit about the idea of democracy and whoever they want is going to be the one. But that's my take on it. Irish, let me say kudos to you for being willing to engage in this shit. Oh, it doesn't affect me at all. Not yet, but I'm hoping the cumulative effect really drives you into yeah, the ground. Yeah, I, I know, I know. I mean, <laughs> that's always been your hope is to to cripple me uh, with with the yeah. the barrage of of hatred towards the the left. But mm-hmm. um, no, I, I I appreciate the banter. I appreciate the you know, I, and you know what. One thing I'll say about uh, Slash is, you know, I I love the energy, bud. Um, I yeah. mean, you you came in here like a fucking bull in a china shop. Oh, am I allowed to swear on this thing? He's got some big lungs. Oh, yeah. No, you you okay. can't swear, dude. No, just, just this is gonna be family friendly. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Why is he being such a cunt? <laughs> Where's the big hairy vagina? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. called Slash the shittiest shit dick, and you're asking. That, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good good point. Hey, Irish, I feel bad because I don't think you've gotten a real flavor for what we do here. We generally don't do this. Um, <laughs> though, I do appreciate the op- it's, it's yeah. The problem is that it's like, um, I think we're hungry for somebody that has a very different view than us. Um, but I thought maybe uh, we could mix it up since we're, we're we're pretty far in. I thought maybe we could mix it up and give you one of our. Uh, the things that really we, we like to talk about quite a bit on here. LB, can you serve us up something nasty? This, what what do y'all think about beating your wife no. with a piece of pizza? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anybody? With pizza? With pizza. With a slice. Not a whole pizza. Man, 
I'm going on mute, and I'm about to ask her. <laughs> Why is he mutant? I don't know. He wants to ask his wife if he could beat, him with, beat her in the face with a piece I've of actually, pizza. I've seen this, this 59-year-old man. Go, this 59-year-old man battered his wife with a slice of pizza, smacked her in the face, <laughs> and she had pizza all down herself. This is just aggressive, sweet behavior. Like, this is just giving your loved one a little snack. Um, he may have he may have come in a little hot, but I think he was just trying to help out. He was trying to be sweet. It's like the wedding cake thing, right? Okay, two. I got two questions. What flavor and was it hot? Neither are specified. And he 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 did warn her that not to throw his things because he'd become very angry. No, oh. and he just happened to pick up a slice of pizza and smack it into her face and chest. Did she throw his things? Uh, I'm assuming. Oh, we know who to blame now. Yeah, it was her. It's clear. Yeah, I need to know what led up to this. <laughs> it was, I, I believe they were arguing to begin with. Yeah. And he was going to toss, oh, this is what it is, this is great. She was going to toss away the pizza box that she thought was empty, but there was actually a piece of pizza left in it. Mm. And he was like, no, there's still pizza in it. And she went to throw it away anyway. He came over and grabbed the box and picked up the piece of pizza. And hit her in the face. She got what she deserved. I'm saying, if you still got a half a pizza in there, there's a big problem. And he also claimed he didn't know how pizza got all over the victim. <laughs> I think the pizza got in the way of his hand hitting her. <laughs> We're not seeing the force for the trees here. The pizza was a yeah. cushion. It was actually help. It was it was a padding device. If that, anything, uh, he was doing her a favor. Yeah. I mean, you oh threw the God. pizza box uh, underneath her to stop her fall. <laughs> man, oh, man. <laughs> sounds like my six-year-old. I don't know how the sauce got on her chest. <laughs> <laughs> Why does your six-year-old say that? This <laughs> <laughs> oh, is a good question, Slash. I, 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 yeah, I'm going to need know. help on that, too. <laughs> I have no idea. I... Son-like father? <laughs> I've been known to I've, I've been known to get freaky with the calzone. I apologize. I'm not going to apologize. You know what? I take it back. Yeah, the problem is Slash doesn't generally have a woman involved in his pizza shenanigans. <laughs> but it sounds like there is. Yeah. Oh, God. He'll give it a woman's name. I'll give you the next action for a woman, Slash. What do you think about being a priest and then getting two dominatrix in your, in your uh, church with you? Hold on. Hold on. Okay. So... So he's a priest, and there. So this priest, Catholic, yep, (laughs) paid two dominatrix to videotape and have sex with them at his church. Like, are we talking on the altar in the back room? Altar, on the altar. Gosh, hold on, no, it gets better because he had professional lighting, sex toys, and a tripod with his camera mounted. Oh yeah. Oh my. Oh. I don't want to see the level of hell that guy's going to. <laughs> oh man! I, the, okay, okay. It, it, does anyone specify? Did he wear the collar? I gotta assume he was wearing the collar, but in his mug shot, he's not. He's wearing a t-shirt. Oof. I mean, when you get two, he's got to be wearing the collar, right? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay. Did did they accept his communion? Ooh. I mean, <laughs> so um, unfortunately, I think unfairly, I should say this guy was immediately removed from the priesthood permanently. No investigations further. No. Why would you do such a thing? 
I know. I think that was a little extreme. To be honest with you, this is a step up from what I've heard a lot of Catholic priests up to these days. I was about to say, like, it, you know, if you can be removed for that, yet you can't be removed for having sex with children, then what does that say about the Catholic Church? Man, I see no? that. Slash. I, I know. I agree. <laughs> I mean, we already know my stance on on mm-hmm. on pedophilia, man. I'll, I'll murder yeah, I someone. You. I'd beat that dude with the freaking, with the little cup that they, that you drink out of. <laughs> the chalice. Why such a small thing? He grabs yeah. a chalice on all the things in the church yeah. to beat the person with. Dude. Catholic church have staffs and shit. They got that little <laughs> got uh, incense thing on the a chain. incense on the chain. That's <laughs> medieval. nunchucks on that mother. Yeah, beat the shit out of him and put his face in the tabernacle and just keep shutting the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I see you on that. I don't appreciate you going for the bitch weapon. Dude, The ch- <laughs> I'm saying, that's like savage. You beat the shit out of somebody with a chalice? Bro. Okay. You might as well use your fist, you little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you little Don't try to man it up now. <laughs> You're protecting your nails, weren't you, Slash? <laughs> eh, to each their own. So they really only got a fine for public lewdness. Is actually all they really got. It's not anything else. And I guess it technically isn't illegal to do it because it was on private property. Just they yeah. must have got caught by somebody. How many videos do you think he made before they got caught? Oh, this had to be his first go. That's why he had all the lighting equipment and tripod. Yeah. Because it screams first effort, right? <laughs> first, first dominatrix was definitely full on everything. There was a big age gap between the women, too. One was like 23 and the other one was pushing 50. Cool. One is terrifying looking and the other one's not so much. Was it a mother-daughter? No. I don't know, you freak. Why'd you get all peaked up like perked up <laughs> well, i was trying Ooh, it explains why one of my porn uh subscriptions was canceled recently oh boy <laughs> good oh one. my gosh you can tell you're a left winger right wingers hide that shit <laughs> they would admit that publicly <laughs> but the uh the altar's already been burned if any of y'all cared you couldn't oh, buy it they, anymore they destroyed the altar yeah they burned it the uh, archbishop had had it uh I sound like Archbishop. <laughs> I said Bishop. You did say Bishop. <laughs> he had the church burn the altar right after this happened. And that was actually the title of the movie was the Archbishop of Canterbury. <laughs> yep. I threw the link up into cast if you wanted to look at the ladies there. The one's pretty rough. Yeah. The, the older one, I'm guessing. She's trying to look like she's 20-ish. Yeah. Yeah, she's got some Dora the Explorer bangs and some, like, stamp on eyebrows. You got some real things with Dora the Explorer all of a sudden. This motherfucker just watched the live-action Dora, and now he can't stop talking about it. It's a fucking great movie, y'all. I don't care what you say. If you haven't watched it, you've got no room to criticize it, because it is a phenomenal film. I'm just saying you're all about Dora right now. I swear Slash saw it and said it was really great, too. I liked it. I thought it was really funny. It was really good. Wow, I guess I am put into a corner. Well, 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 how the tables have turned. I didn't say, I was just making funny <laughs> that you have, like, gone to Dora Explorer every time. <laughs> it was a movie. great movie. I didn't expect it to be so good. It genuinely made me laugh several times. Huh, it's, it's just crazy how that movie pushed you that way. I think what it really speaks to is the complete pile of shit that comes out of Hollywood on a regular basis. It's just, the like, decent movies are few and far between now. That's, that's a year old now. Yeah. Wow. I didn't think it was yeah. that old. Yeah, I, I saw it in the theater with uh, with my kids, and 
Yeah, I thought it was really good. It was re- a really clever take on uh, on a very childish kid show. Well, obviously yeah. childish, but um, yeah, it is good. It's a good. Uh, <laughs> Slash comes home, flips on door, and tells people he's watching the news. <laughs> so he goes, serious programming. Everybody, back up! I need to hear this. Yep, <laughs> delicioso, delicioso. <laughs> Me amo, Chris Duval. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So I guess that's uh, one way to lose your job. What does a priest do after he's fired? What's the next gig for him? Well, it's going to be jail currently. Not long, though, right? No, I think it's... Uh, well, they can serve up to three years. Uh, for public lewdness? Yep. That's a little extreme. Yeah. I, I think... think so. I mean, that's probably not going to happen. I think you become the chaplain on a cruise ship. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Probably, right? That'd be... Uh, that, that'd be fun. Or that's go right to Vegas, right? Uh, Open up a drive through window. Man, we need to hold on to this guy's name and then look him up on LinkedIn in like six months. Dude, I'm... Yeah. I, you know, if... I'm going to guess how this happened and i think what happened was he probably played hockey growing up <clears throat> he saw some he he went out to the parking lot and there was some girls out there with roller skates and he was like man that looks really cool so then he was like why are you guys out here in roller skates what are you guys doing and they're like well we're actually the local roller derby club and he was like what's roller derby they're like you should come out to our match on friday night so he goes out <clears throat> he goes out on friday night and he was like Holy crap, roller derby's awesome, and you guys look like you're into dominatrix, <laughs> dominatrix porn. And they were like, how did you know we are? And he was like, that's cool. I have an altar, <laughs> and I actually run a church. You should come down. And I think that's pretty much how that whole thing went down. What the fuck did I just <laughs> listen to? My brain hurts right now. You know what? Slash, are you voting for Trump? I, well, I, I don't even know. If, I'm switching. I don't even know. Fuck it. I don't even know if I'm I can't. I can't, I can't. I can't be associated with this guy in any way at all. Man, he was he was about ten seconds in. I'm like, where the fuck is this going, dude? I'm just saying. Both of the, the pictures of these women, they look like on, they're on their local roller derby team. Uh huh. I can't wait. We just need to hammer him on this for a minute, so he has to dig deeper, dude. I, Holy I'm shit! I'm good with that. <laughs> his mental, his stories are like our podcast half the time. <laughs> it really is. Unfortunately, this is just a long form version of his thoughts. Oh boy. Okay, podcast done. I'm doing a. I'm doing a uh, an off an offshoot series called Shit That Slashes thinks of on his downtime <laughs> it's gonna get really fucked <laughs> that he refuses to write down so we can talk about yep, it pretty much <laughs> oh my gosh dude that was some wild ride right there yep. mm-hmm. roller derby huh yep roller derby but i want to talk more about him growing up playing roller hockey <laughs> i'm good <laughs> <laughs> oh so uh I don't know where to go from here. LB, can we do this one before we get out of here for sure? The death? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was going there. I was going from church to death. I'm just really excited about what that. What are y'all, y'all's plans for death? When you die, what do you want done with you? I'm not dying, so. You got to give an answer. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go. Yeah? Yeah, I've already discussed this. I want to be, uh, I want to be burned. I want to be cremated, and then I want my ashes spread at my favorite fishing hole. Seriously? Really? Seriously. Dude, this guy's all right. I like this guy. 
I just want to be burned. I just don't want to take up a spot on the ground. That's all. I want to be... I want to be cremated, and I want to have my ashes spread amongst, like, 40 lockets. So, like, it's like a, a, a vessel you wear around a cha- on your neck on a chain. And, and then I want to give the... I want those to be distributed to certain people. And I want them to feel the burden of having to carry me or the guilt of having thrown me away. One or the other. So you want to be the one ring to them? I don't know what that means, but I think it's yes. <laughs> the one ring to rule them all. Yeah, one ring oh, to yeah, rule them all. Oh, yeah, I don't know about that, that shit. But I do know that it wouldn't it be awesome if somebody had to wrestle with whether or not to throw your, your ashes away. Oh, my gosh. I, I never thought about it that way, but it is pretty genius. <laughs> Slash, you got a thought? Oh, yeah. Um, I think I think that's the most self, self-absorbed bullshit I've yeah. ever fucking heard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> do you expect anything different from him? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of shit he says while we go fishing. <laughs> I, I wish I could record this. Oh, wait, we are. Um, anyways, how, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with my body. You know, when when bears eat you, do they shit you out? Do they throw you up? Um, do they, do, does someone come back after the bear, after they, they eat you and try to find parts? <laughs> Irish, let me give you some backstory because you probably, you probably didn't listen, but in a, in a podcast a long time ago, like maybe two weeks ago, we talked about getting eaten by a so bear. Long. Getting eaten by a bear. And uh, I said that wasn't the worst way of dying. Um, it was actually heroic and pretty badass if you got eaten by a bear. You know, you got to try to fight fight the bear. It'd be more badass if you, you were alive. But um, but anyways, no, I, I would get I'd get burnt up. Throw me in throw me in the uh, in the incinerator. And I'm I'm completely cool with uh, spreading the ashes on the the favorite fishing hole. That that would be good. Um, you know, honestly, it, where they put them really doesn't matter too much. I, I think uh, you know, once once we once we pass away, man, our our soul moves forward, and our and our earth suit, you know, is uninhabited. So it's whatever. So what if I gave you the option to stay on Earth? In a little bit different form. So this company makes a coffin that's biodegradable that grows living like uh like moss and trees and and uh and like mushrooms from your dead body. Hmm. They throw you yep. in a coffin that's completely biodegradable and eventually after forty five days degrades and is basically your body is one with the earth again. It's like a, a coffin that houses a um oh shit, what's it called? compost pile oh. yeah yeah and so they pre they pre-bed it with like grass and mm-hmm. mushrooms and shit like that so that you break down real quick i'm assuming that you put you're put down in the bottom then they lay this over top of you and then they have like a slab over top i think they must, put you on top of it i don't know it's real hard to tell it they didn't put a dead body in the pictures so it's really difficult yeah, I don't know if I'm prepared to buy something without seeing the dead body. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I mean, that's the big selling point, isn't it? Right. I'd actually almost go for this. Really? Over over getting burned? Yeah. I like that y'all say getting burned instead of cremation. Yep. Yeah, what's the difference? Cremation I mean, is just I don't know. fucking creepy. <laughs> Same thing, but <laughs> once getting child. burned alive is not. <laughs> no, I don't I don't say get, getting burned. I say getting burnt. Get burnt. <laughs> getting burnt. I guess my thing with like the, you know, all these different things that people do 
for people who have died. It just it what a waste of money, you know? That's what I don't understand. Like I I uh, one of my um employees, I uh, her best friend's son died. And the casket that they got for this kid, I mean he was I think 19 years old. Um really sad. Uh but the casket that they got for this kid, it it must have cost 10, 12, I, I don't even know, thousands and thousands of dollars to just be buried. You look at it for fucking two days, and you're like, oh, wow, there's, there's, there's the casket, and then, boom, it's gone. You never see it again. I like your faux concern. Like, no, 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 it was really sad. But the money they spent, what the <laughs> fuck? Don't act like you care, you piece of shit. <laughs> well, they got a nice tombstone, right? Yep. I mean, I don't fucking know. I just, oh, I just know you, you, you have to. I, I don't. I'm surprised I haven't sent this to you already. If it's, if it's all for show, what if they got a really nice headstone and then this the shittiest box they could find? I'm down for that. In I mean, fact, that makes more sense to me. What if they got a cardboard box? I'm. That's fine by me too. But this thing that we're looking at right now, this this nature casket or whatever, yeah, it biodegrades in 45 days. In 45 days, you're done. And so is the box that you you get put in. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably about two grand for this box though. That's a pretty affordable way out. Yeah, because it's for, it's 1,500 euros. I'm gonna say it's probably like 70, 1750. Was this designed right? in Sweden? Uh, yeah, you uh, can pick one up at Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to Ikea next. The Netherlands. The Netherlands. Uh, You've yeah. got to assemble it. You could be part of the first 100 to get it. <laughs> and the last 100. I don't... If you're planning on dying soon. Great business idea. We should We should specialize and start a company that specializes in cosplay funerals. What does that mean? What? You know how you have cosplay and like people that get dressed up as characters and yeah, we should do that for funerals. So like, do you want like a wild, wild west wedding where you get the biodegradable pine box or do you want the futuristic? Like, uh, I don't know. Like, um, hell, I don't, I'm trying to think of some futuristic what movie is fucking wrong with you. We slash. should do cosplay funerals. See, this is the problem when you have greatness and you have just a superior, visionary, you know, mind like myself, people just can't get behind it. They can't see what a visionary like me is portraying out there. And I'm going to start this company. And when I make my money, I'm going to do all y'all's funerals cosplay. It's a good point. Slash is so smart that everybody in the world thinks he's retarded. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't understand where this is going. Who's going to get a cosplay funeral? <laughs> Dude, who's going to the? What are the characters? I mean, we got Wild West and Future so far. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot you could do. You could do fifties. I mean, video games. I mean, I would love to be buried as a freaking Master Chief. Uh, that would, how badass would that what, be? What does that mean for the cosplay guys? You'd love to be buried as Master Chief. That doesn't mean about the people outside the casket, bro. But the, who cares what they think? It's what I wanted. And so these people can come up and they could be like, you know what? He played, he fought hard, you know, against the covenant for years. For years, Master Chief fought the covenant. So you're going to have like covenant guys outside the casket running around with Master Chief shooting at them? You're, you're going to have one of those little guys that's like, eh, with the needler. <laughs> this dude this dude wants the funeral equivalent of a five-year-old's birthday party. Oh, of course. 
Now, that's, that's what I'm really confused by this whole thing. Now, Slash, is one of the requirements of this cosplay funeral that they ha- the people that are there have to reenact how the person died? They don't have to reenact, but they definitely better better be fucking dressed up. Because if they don't come in dressed up and play in the part, then it, it just ruins everything. So and honestly, you, it would be a disrespect to my memory. Do you do you have like is like your admission? It's it's almost like like you, you have you ever been to some place where it's like your admission is like you bring a canned good before, yes. like <laughs> you know, but you, you can't enter the funeral unless you are in costume <laughs> with that with non perishables. <laughs> oh yeah, you also have to bring a can with you. <laughs> but yes, they need to be in costume. I mean, I mean, um, why, why couldn't we cosplay that I was a famous gunslinger from the Wild West and people got to come dressed up like that? Who does this benefit? Nobody gets benefited. Everybody. That's a that is a funeral nobody's going to ever forget. Me you know wrong. who this benefits? This just gives this just gives your loved ones a good excuse they can tell themselves when no one shows up to your funeral. <laughs> like there were just too many hurdles, man. That must have been the thing. Nah. I, I think a lot of people would come. And I I think the best part about the, the cosplay Wild West funeral is afterwards the open saloon. <laughs> Here, the uh, the funeral is going to be Overwatch. Make sure you RSVP and don't match somebody else's character. You must come dressed up. Everybody shows up as Farah. <laughs> Damn it! There's you no- can't repeat costumes. You have to RPC RSVP your character. <laughs> oh my gosh! See, Man. we can't do that because then Pockets is coming and all he's looking for is who's dressed up as May. <laughs> well, there can only be the one, but apparently, well, there's only going to be like 25 people at your funeral, yep, according that, that, to these rules that we're yeah. establishing. Uh huh. I hope your mom dresses up as May. <laughs> <laughs> that that's real disrespectful. It's my funeral, dickhead. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to treat your casket like that altar at the Catholic Church. <laughs> hey, don't and the the the, the archbishop is going to he's, he's going to burn my casket outside. <laughs> yeah, um that is golden. I appreciate. It. So, some this is the thing with Slash, you've got to live through some of the strikeouts to see the home runs. Oh, for sure. Um the strikeout was definitely roller skating. Priest. No, that was not a strikeout. <laughs> Cosplay funeral grand slam, dude. Way to go! You know, God. you 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 bring up a good idea. Like you know, these funerals. Like you know, one of the things I was thinking of just now is, you know, really as a church. You know, I mean, think about it, every Sunday they pass around the like the offering plate, right? Mm-hmm. Why isn't that done at funerals? Man, Who point. gets the money? The church. Why does the church get the money? Because it's the same. It's the same bucket. Same bucket. They're just trying to get money out of you. But I mean, I, I guess like who, what's going? Who's going to be the first person to be like, you know what? Let's just get. Let's just try it. Let's see what happens. Because you know, if the if if an offering plate is passed around to you, you you feel obligated to put money in there. Right, so, I don't. <laughs> Fuck that plate. So, so if you, so at, at your funeral, I'm gonna pass around my own bucket. I'm, I'm bringing, I'm bringing a popcorn bucket, and I'm just gonna get up. We're passing around a, a collection bucket. Go ahead and throw some money, and we're just gonna pass it around. It's not the church's bucket. It's my popcorn bucket. You know what they need on those trays? The 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 collection tray is a swiping reader. Like I need, I need a card reader mm. on there. 
Because I don't carry cash, and I always feel a little guilty about it. You go to church often? Whenever I've been there, there's no there's no swipe reader. <laughs> so, That's a smooth move. Okay. <laughs> That's a quick left. So I, I'm pretty sure you burn when you enter into the church. Me? No. What are you talking Pocket. about? <laughs> I'm angelic. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Man, I'm a I'm a I'm a nice guy. I'm a, I'm a good dude. Okay, coming for, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, yeah, you are a good dude, and uh, so so much so that you want people to have the burden of carrying your dead ashes on their neck <laughs> and having eternal torment. <laughs> I, I need your addresses, by the way. Unrelated. Man, that terrifies me. Man, as someone that go, as someone that goes to church, the okay. so. So they don't have to pay for for the swipe, for the swipe technology, the very phone technology. Tube technology. <laughs> oh God, they uh, they now have giving in the app. So your church has an app. Most churches do. Mm-hmm. They have apps that I can pay them on now. Yep. So, apps on the apps. So this is the deal in the Bible. The reason why you give is because you're giving back to God and you are helping pay for the servants to continue the services that God has called them to perform. So, cause they're not bringing in, obviously they're not bringing in funds from working. So you pay what's called your tithe, which I'm sure y'all are familiar with. And, uh, it, uh, you know, it's the funds that we pull together. It's almost like a good form of communism. Yeah. Do you, do you give your 10%? <laughs> um, you know, not right now, I don't. I used to for a solid, I don't know, seven, eight years. Yeah. You get, you gave 10% of your income? I did. Should put that in retirement, bro. Yep. Mm. That would have been a better use of that money. Wow. <laughs> I agree with Irish. Wow. <laughs> so, the, oh, dude, I don't know. I don't do it. I have in the past. And the reason I say all this is I, I used to cut checks, right? Um, that way you don't have to worry about whatever. I used to cut checks, and I don't think you're right. I don't think you're right that retirement's the better path. Um, because I th this goes back to one of the things we talked about before, just doing something nice for somebody else. It, it does a lot for yourself, too. Like It makes you feel better to do that. I think there's something that comes with, well, you guys probably don't give a shit one way or the other about feeling like you're doing what you're supposed to do in this regard. But it does. I think it comes with a certain feeling of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm, responsibility or fulfillment of, of your duties. Uh, being dutiful. Dutiful, I think, is, is what, I've, uh, what I've ever gotten from it. But uh, the problem is you can't worry. Once you, when you give them money, you can't worry about how they spend it, right? Like you've got to get that out of your mind or it'll drive you up a wall. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Yeah, I mean, y'all y'all probably haven't ever given any money in this situation, right? I think your time is a better use. Time is a better use. Your time. If you want to yeah. help somebody directly, your time is a better use. Yeah. Problem is, time doesn't pay for new parking lots, right? True, but not my problem. Yeah, I hear you. I wouldn't mind seeing some of these, these preachers and pastors make a lot less money. Yeah, maybe that could pay for their parking lots. Yeah. I think that those folks could could definitely take a, a a bit of a pay cut. That's one of the things about the Catholic Church allegedly is that they they don't pay very well. Yeah, maybe they don't need a new church every two years. 
Yeah. Well, they got to fund those lawsuits, though. I don't know. There's a lot of problems with that church thing. I, I think giving money to it is a is not helping your situation. I think it hurts a lot of people that feel the need to give 10% when they they can't afford that 10%. So, so just as a, um, so as a Christian, the reason why I give the 10% is because I, I give, um, so it's the same thing as taxes, right? You give your tax money because you are receiving services from the government. Um, you give money to, to the church in order to provide the same services, right? So, what a tithe is and your 10%, it's not, um, if you belong to that church, you are giving that money to that church. If you don't go to that church, you don't, ha- you don't need to give them your, your tithe. But the deal is this, is I want a place for these crackheads and these people that are, you know, uh, homeless and, and the poor that need help. They they need those services. I, I want and I believe that you know when we die that there there's a better place to go than uh, than the fiery one. But um, you know the church provides a lot of services and there's a lot of people that need to be in church. And uh, if I don't give, they don't have they don't have the same place to go. Now if you're you're not a believer and and that kind of stuff, then you know. Then I could I could see your point, but um, you know it's it's the obligation of of I've believed most Christians that we give so that way others can receive. Interesting. I know. I just wish there's a direct tie to where your money is going. It's where I feel like it is. Yeah, I mean there, that's why I feel like your is. money it's like the upkeep and the um, mm. upkeep of the facility. It's the the salary of those that are employed mm. by the the church. Um, certainly none of it's going to, to taxes. Uh, real quick, I think that what, what's missing here is you're, <clears throat> you're looking at giving to a church like purchasing a service. Um, where I think you should never give anyone anything that you're not giving freely. Like You shouldn't give it in, with an expectation of exchange. Um, and you wouldn't be a member of the church if you thought that they were doing something that was crooked or mm-hmm. uh, underhanded. And so... You shouldn't be a, a member of that organization if you think that they're not good stewards of all aspects of the church, um, thus making it something that you, you can tithe with, with good, clear conscience and free will. There has to be some degree of a trusting relationship there. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you should pick up and go to the, a different church. Well, I think I, I think largely, though, your your trusting relationship is with God. And your relationship is that, exactly. you know, you you have, because you have an inherent trust in something that is is not tangible and something that is largely without proof that you're going, and that's not, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that because of that, you have... Are you talking about global warming? Because of that, you have <laughs> such a, a, a strong... Um, belief that you need to do what's right and what's right based off of what you've been told all along is to to donate and and to uh continue to to donate each and every time that you you visit church and there's nothing wrong with that um it's just you know it i think for the most part uh a lot of people give in those situations without caring what happens with the money, which is fine. No, but yeah. I, I, I just think there should be a little bit more scrutiny. 
um, put into yeah. the, the spending. Yeah, I, I, so, um, <clears throat> you know, with, with LB's um, lack of enthusiasm in this topic, I, I think that comes from, and, and uh, I've shared these, the same sentiment at times in my life, because <clears throat> you look at some of these churches that, that all they preach about is a financial gospel, one that if you give enough, that God will give back and he will give it tenfold, um, that you know, it's almost like they operate church as a pyramid scheme. So you look at it from a from a scam standpoint or uh, very uh, cautious as in um, where, where they where they're like almost stealing. Right. And they're, they're preaching a false narrative, uh, a false doctrine in their churches, which there are churches that do that. Um, those uh, um, I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to name any names. Uh, and then you have churches that are like, uh, well, the the most popular church that I can, that I know gets the most scrutiny is going to be, um, uh, what's it called? Lakewood with Joel Osteen down in Houston. Yeah. And uh, people show pictures of his house and they say men of God shouldn't live in houses like this. Uh, fun fact about Joel Osteen before I get y'all's input on this. Uh, he actually doesn't take a salary from the church. His salary comes from his book sales and his CD sales. So he actually makes his own money by making encouraging um, uh, pieces of uh, media and all that stuff. So um, that's actually not given from the church. So he's not stealing anything and he's not taking excess from a church. Um, but uh, what's your thoughts on on that? <clears throat> I, you know, I this is the first I'm learning that he does not take a salary. Um and, and I would question as to how long he has not. Um, my thing is that the the abundance of where where does the money go? So that that's where I wonder is with the abundance of donations being received by his followers, and because uh, there's there's thousands and thousands of people that donate to him uh, or to to, to the yeah. church. Where it's a it's a tax exempt organization. Yeah, so so they actually bought the uh, Houston Rockets. They bought their old uh, coliseum or stadium, and then they outfitted it for for people. So uh, at their services, they have they have something like thirty thousand people attend or something like that. I, I could be wrong about the the number, but um, yeah, I, I you know w one thing that Joe Joe Osteen does great though is he. Um, he does a lot of engagements outside of his of the church itself, but his his I mean his his services are tele televised and people are giving over the phone and doing all this stuff. Now I'm very curious to know if they, uh, you know, in his other engagements outside of church, if that looks like it's a church presentation. I can't think off the top of my head, but. Um, yeah, but a lot of that money, I mean, it does. It goes to the church, and there. But there's a lot of infrastructure. Like you think, twenty thousand people or thirty thousand people. I mean, there's a lot of upkeep. The to keep the lights on, to pay all the musicians that play. To I mean, are you an Osteen guy? No, I'm not. That's the funny thing is, I'm just I'm just kind of putting this out there. Is like if there's gonna be scrutiny, like somebody like LB that that's like looking at this as as more of like it's suspect. This is the suspect situation, <laughs> but um, but I mean, you know, I'm just kind of talking through what I know about church. No, no, no and I'm not hating on you. I'm just shocked because I I wouldn't have pegged you as a Joel Osteen guy. <laughs> um, 
The thing about the, those mega churches like that that I think makes people uncomfortable is that there's just been too many rotten apples in there. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is they're not, I mean, I don't want to make anybody mad or hurt feelings, but they're not exactly biblically sound as far as I understand. Um, you could speak probably better to that slash. Yeah, yeah. So so as far as jo- Joel Osteen, I, I don't, so you're not going to catch too many things they say that's not biblical. Where people have the gripe is, you're supposed to, if you're a pastor, you should be speaking about the good, the bad, and the ugly in life, right? Joel Osteen likes to just talk about the positive. He doesn't really focus on negative, so a lot of people argue that he doesn't give a, a full presentation of what the gospel should be. Um, that, you know, that that's up to you. I mean, really, and, and uh, me personally, you don't have to be that negative like you don't have to be uh what's what's the baptist church that's hellfire and brimstone everybody's going to hell oh, you're gay you're going something to hell. wood baptist yeah give me a second you keep talking yeah about yeah so um uh burrow hillsborough Hills, yeah yeah uh yeah um but anyways that you know that's not accurate presentation even though that there are passages in the bible that talk about things being sins but um you know, and and that's kind of where that's where you get to have your preference of of what you want to hear. Um, Westboro, Westboro Baptist. Baptist, yeah, yeah, they're they're the they're the popular ones, man. They like to go on college campuses with those gigantic signs screaming at people. I feel really bad because there's a, a Hillsboro Baptist church. <laughs> that's not the one we're talking about. These are the ones where they hold up signs that say, uh, "Good thing American soldiers died because God hates or fags." Right? Oh my gosh, it's it's in it's insane. Um, yeah, it's crazy. But anyways, that's uh, talking about it's how you like you know. It's the same thing. Like, what kind of food do you like to eat? Like, not everybody likes every everything or you have a preference on this kind or that kind and that that's kind of how churches too you know how how do you like the mix of of the good bad and the ugly joel osteen prefers to do the good and people like to feel hyped up and they like to listen to that so that's what they do yeah um not my bag dude i don't i'm not a fan of i don't think that i think churches in my estimation should be of a certain size in order to serve a community more targeted in a more targeted way yeah um i don't that's not biblical in any way at all but it just makes more sense in my mind it would be a lot maybe your infrastructure at scale is better Thirty thousand, you know congregants might enable you to do some obviously would enable you to do some things that you wouldn't otherwise be able to do but uh i do think the church is probably they seem like they're more authentic whenever they serve a smaller community yeah i don't know my 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 church opinions are a little bit more out there for a different day. Ah, one of these days, pocket knows knows about them. <laughs> yeah, I want I want to crack that nut. Yeah, I know. Sounds real straight. It's something for slash, but it'll 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 go down a rabbit hole that's going to take twenty minutes. Oh man, yeah. yeah can, can we dedicate at least maybe not the next episode, but the episode after? Um, because I would like to go down the rabbit hole of church churches that then go down the rabbit hole of cults <laughs> where they mix in their own gospels bro now you're speaking my language yeah calm down calm there tough calm down there tough Dude. guy because he's getting uh, excited <laughs> if i could do one thing oh 
dude. If I didn't have any moral compass at all, my entire aim in life would be to start a cult. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's the sweetest gig outside of the whole like damn to hell thing ever. Interesting. It's funny. Yeah, it, it would be. I mean, if you can get them all to commit mass suicide, no. I no. mean, you have done. You have. That's rude. You have done a phenomenal job. No, I want to be the cult that gets all of their worldly. If I was going to do a cult, I don't want to do this. You know, I'm tempted. Um, but I would want to be the cult that takes all worldly possessions from people and has a fat bank account. And then one day people are like, where's Pocket? And I'm just chilling with your money. <laughs> Pocket gets money. He's going to go somewhere in the middle of nowhere and then start a cult. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After everything else. Dude, he's smart enough to do it. Yeah, and I want to do some wacky shit. Like, like we this cult, we, we don't wear shoes or uh, we, we're only clothed from the neck to the waist and then from the knee to the ankle. <laughs> Just, just, just crotch genitals constantly exposed in my cult. <laughs> you know, we don't actually. It's actually a sin to scrub the taint, and uh, yeah. you know, I, I feel you on that. Only oily taints here. <laughs> oily taints. <laughs> God. Oh man, I look at the time. My gosh, how time flies when you have a special guest over. Um, Irish, is there anything you want to share with everybody before you leave? And we never ever have you back. I just want to thank you for inviting me. I want to thank you for, uh, you know, having somebody that, you know, thinks a little bit differently join the group. And Would you be willing to come back sometime, man? Uh, you could twist my arm, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, can I twist your nipple? Uh, only if you tweak it first. Awesome. Hey, Slash, <laughs> you want to get us out of this joint? Yeah. I'm, if you're not offended yet, you haven't really been listening. <laughs>